0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. We have a fantastic episode of The Tracy Sandler Show coming up. I talk with NFL Network's Kimmy Checks about all things NFL draft in Vegas. You guys, it is draft week. We're finally here. Yay! And what an interesting draft this is going to be. But before we get to all of that, I'm coming to you from Northern California, where on Monday, San Francisco 49ers general manager, John Lynch, met with the media to talk about the draft. It was his normal pre-draft media availability. Of course, as you can imagine, much of the conversation centered around 49ers wide receiver running back, also known as wide back, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel and the 49ers had been in contract extension negotiation talks. Something has gone awry, and Debo Samuel has asked for a trade. This happened last week. Now, John Lynch was very clear today. He said he thought that he needed to keep the sanctity, and that was his exact word, of those conversations private. It was suggested, you know, Debo has really not kept it private. He's been pretty active on social media. He's been pretty public about it. He's not been public about the reasons, but he's been public about wanting a trade. But John Lynch still feels that those conversations need to be kept private. What he did say is he cannot imagine moving on from Debo Samuel. Of course, this is the NFL, and every player you're you're going to hear offers. The 49ers currently pick in the second round. That's their first pick in this draft. They pick at 61. They do not have a first-round pick. Trading Debo Samuel, of course, could change that. But it was very clear today from everything John Lynch did say The 49ers are not looking to trade Debo Samuel. They do not want to move on from Debo Samuel. John Lynch said he is confident that they have the solutions to make this work. And I think 49ers fans everywhere are hoping that is the case. Debo Samuel is an incredibly talented, incredibly unique player. Part of what makes him so unique is that ability to play wide receiver and running back. And I understand from Debo's perspective wanting to get paid and paid accordingly. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, these guys have a finite amount of time to play football. In one play, it can be over. So I understand absolutely wanting to get what he feels he deserves. And I understand the 49ers wanting to make sure they do not lose one of the most prolific parts of their offense. We spoke with linebacker Fred Warner, who said, excuse me, we spoke, we did speak with linebacker Fred Warner, who talked about his contract negotiations with the 49ers. He said he has not spoken with Debo Samuel, but he is available if Debo wants to call him, wants any advice. But Mike McGlinchey mentioned that Debo Samuel is one of the best players on their team, if not the best player on their team. It's important for the 49ers to keep Debo if they can. So we'll see what happens in these next several days. It doesn't sound like a trade would be imminent if it were to happen, but again, the 49ers do not want to trade Debo Samuel. That was very clear today. But the draft is coming up. As I mentioned, they don't have a first-round pick. So we will see how these next few days play out. Um, I'm really hoping for both sides they can figure it out because I think it's actually the best fit for everyone involved to have Debo Samuel in San Francisco. Uh, So we will see. Another reason you would not want to get rid of Debo Samuel – Trey Lance will be coming in and seems like the presumptive quarterback QB one starting in 2022. He will essentially be a rookie quarterback. Of course he has one year behind one year under his belt, but he will essentially be a rookie quarterback. You do not want to take away one of his most prolific players, especially considering the questions on the offensive line that I know we talked a lot about in last week's episode. So definitely check them out. But with that in mind, John Lynch said Alex Mack, they are, center Alex Mack, they're in conversations with him. There's the possibility of him coming back, but he didn't want to announce a player's news before the player announced it. So therefore, it feels that all signs point to Alex Mack retiring. If that's the case, all of a sudden that 61st pick, in my humble opinion, should be an offensive lineman. They need a center and they need a center who can really come in and right away, pick up this off, an offense, become a leader on that line because you have Trey Lance who there are already questions on that offensive line. They don't have Laken Tomlinson. Daniel Brunskill, he's been good at times. He's been problematic at times. I think we're going to be seeing Aaron Banks who they picked in the second round last year. He didn't play at all last season. Now, of course, Kyle Shanahan did say at the owners meetings that Aaron Banks was gonna start playing midseason, but then they got on a roll. After three and five, they got on a roll and they didn't want to mess with the chemistry on the line. But there are still gonna be question marks on that line. So you wanna make sure you get a center. To me, Cam Jurgens makes so much sense. Uh, but we'll see if he's still there at 61. I originally thought that the 49ers would go defense with their, their first pick. I think the interior of the offensive line should be the priority. Um, But now I don't know that they go defense. I think they really need to shore up center and shore up that line, especially if Alex Mack does, in fact, retire. And even though nothing was said about it today, it sounds like from what was said, that's probably what's going to happen. The Jimmy Garoppolo of it all, John Lynch said they're prepared to keep him on the roster. They can. And I'm quoting here, foot the bill. That's what he said. Do I really think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on this roster week one and serve as Trey Lance's backup? No, I do not, but I can understand why they're saying it. And I guess time will tell, (laughs) excuse me, I guess time will tell on that one. So TBD, however, here are your main points from that John Lynch press conference. Before we get to talking to Kimmy, Trey Lance, they believe he is absolutely ready. They do not want to trade Debo Samuel. Alex Mack, they are not going to announce anything before he does. Oh, and I forgot, really big news. They picked up the fifth-year option on Nick Bosa, which is fantastic. Uh, This is another player that they are going through contract extension talks with. So that's what we got. So that's what I have from Santa Clara, California. Now let's talk to Kimmy about all things Vegas and the NFL Draft. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports and wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello and happy draft week, you guys. I feel like we've been talking about it. Well, since last year's draft, so forever. <laughs> um, welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am very excited to be joined by NFL Network's incredible, amazing, incomparable, beautiful, funny, smart, and talented. How do you like wow. that? The intro? I
1: mean, if we just want to make that a recording that I can play for myself, that would be great.
0: We can definitely do that for you. And I should tell people your name, Kitty Checks. Yay! Hey! Welcome to the show.
1: So happy to be here. How are you, girlfriend? Happy draft week. We did it. We made Woo! it.
0: We made it. It does, It is funny. Like in some ways, I feel like we talk about the draft forever, and then in some ways, I always feel like it sneaks up on me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Hey, draft? You I'm like
1: I, I've had the moment where I'm like, holy cow, it's the end of April, and we're getting so much closer to every single thing, and then we're gonna have OTAs and mini camp and training camp, and then it's the football season. So the whole notion of the off season in the NFL, as we know, is like the biggest joke ever.
0: It's such a joke. And it's funny. I said that to a friend of mine last week. I was like, yeah, next week we'll go up for draft and this. And she was like, oh my gosh, already? I can't take it. And I'm like, well, I get that. But uh, (laughs) at the same time. Exactly.
1: We love it. We love it all.
0: We love it all. So the draft is in Vegas. Finally, two years ago in March of 2020, you guys may or may not have heard there was a pandemic. So the draft got moved from Vegas to Roger Goodell's basement, um, essentially, yep. and we were all at home and I'm going to take a moment just to, I know that we've talked about this a lot over the last couple of years, but did a great job with that. And it actually was very fun. And under the circumstances, it worked out well, but finally the draft is back in Vegas where I feel like the draft should probably always be like Vegas, baby. It's like so perfect. Um, and I'm going to come up with a really big analogy here. That's going to be awful, but it's kind of like. Vegas is like a microcosm of the draft. Like you're making these picks and they may or may not work out and they cost yep. a lot of money. And uh-huh. like, but does the house always win? That's the big question.
1: I love it. You're, I think you are fully making a pitch to have a draft in Vegas every single year now. Vegas is like becoming such an NFL hotspot, right? Like we just had pro bowl there mm -hmm. for the very first time uh, back in February. Now we have the draft. They're going to host a super bowl as well in a few years. So Vegas is kind of this little hotspot hub for the league right now.
0: And it, it makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like a lot. Well, I'm glad we got our pitch out there to have this going every year. You are going to be at the draft. I am going to be in Santa Clara with the 49ers, which is always amazing it's not Vegas, but it's still awesome. But let's focus on you because Vegas will be really fun. So, Kimmy,
1: what yes. are you kind of most
0: looking forward to being in Vegas?
1: This week? Ooh, honestly, I think it's running it back to the plans that we had back in 2020. So Mm -hmm. I remember the very last trip that I had taken prior to the pandemic was going to a site visit in Las Vegas. This was just, this was in probably March. So it was, you know, six weeks removed from when the draft was going to be. And it was kind of our final site visit of mapping everything out and the stage and the red carpet area versus the draft stage versus where we were activating. All across the city. And that was my very first time ever in Vegas. So I'd flown in from LA to Vegas at like nine o'clock in the morning. That was my first time. And I'm like, I'm walking for you know six hours doing a a site walkthrough. And then things got canceled, and you know, we navigated a pandemic the last two years. So honestly, I'm looking forward to the excitement to seeing all of it finally come to life when we've talked about it for so long and you know, had to pivot and make adjustments. And now we get to actualize it in Vegas. Um, And I was in Vegas back in February for the Pro Bowl. And that city showed up so crazily for the NFL. Like the fans were absolutely insane. We know that Vegas Raiders fans are wild. They've always Mm -hmm. been a franchise with an insane fandom. Um, But it wasn't just that, you know, Vegas is such a tourist city and such a place that so many people like to go, that it was so fun to see so many teams represent it honestly all 32 um so to see it at the draft and know that we're just you know days away from it all taking place I am beyond excited
0: I wonder if and you you may or may not be able to answer this in some ways I wonder if this year was like a little easier because it was like well we had all those plans for 2020 and so now we can just kind of (laughs) it's
1: like let's just run it back
0: let's just run it back let's just start start it all over again but have adjustments been made Have things changed because we're still sort of in the covid world so have any kind of adjustments been made from two years ago
1: yeah i think you know definitely everyone's so much more conscientious just of large public gatherings and the safety of all of our fans um so i definitely think some things have changed but you know in all Actuality, I think that the league is in a place that they feel really comfortable having this large gathering. Right, we've been able to play games in stadiums. We've been able to host two Super Bowls uh, amidst mm-hmm. a pandemic. The most recent one in LA with a very rowdy and full SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium. Um, so people are are ready, and honestly, I think it brings more of a sense of normalcy, that we're getting one step closer to feeling safe enough to all be together at once again. And the draft is quite a lovely way to kick things off here at the end of April.
0: Absolutely. So I have kind of the, I don't know, I'm gonna call it the elephant in the room question, but I'm gonna be honest. It's so dramatic that I almost don't want to, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Bring the drama. I'm gonna gonna bring the drama. Vegas, well, Vegas has a certain amount of drama. Vegas has a certain uh, amount of distraction which mm-hmm. I think is a nice way to put that. Vegas has, has a lot. Is there any concern that having the draft in Vegas with all of these people could create any maybe problems for
1: last I mean, year? I'm sure that's something that the NFL has thought <laughs> <No>. through. <laughs> I think naturally the NFL thought through it. Maybe um, I but, you know, I-
0: in the room. Maybe it was Captain Obvious. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, duh, no. Um, but you know, as an NFL employee, we understand the ramifications of, you know, if we were to ever do anything on the on the sports gambling front, um, and the league takes every single precaution that they can to ensure that all the employees who are going to be traveling are aware and conscious enough to know that, you know, that would probably not be the best idea. Um, But I'm sure that there will be eyes in the sky monitoring things and making sure, you know, everyone is staying above board. But that's kind of the risk of it all. It's like, listen, you know, we're all adults here. Uh, These prospects are adults as well. And, you know, they would learn the very hard way if they were to make that mistake, especially at the draft. But if, if anything, it's like, you know, we got to play hard and risk it hard and do all the things to be great. So it'll be interesting to see post draft if any, you know, drama goes down. I would hope that we would be a little bit removed enough to know that that would not be the best idea for some people. But you never know. It's Vegas and it's wild. And maybe this is a really good learning experiment, right? Um, Pro Bowl was our first kind of go at it. Um, which I think was a huge success from a league standpoint. And just from me personally, I had a blast there and thought it was a really fun place to host everybody. Um, But this will definitely be a little bit bigger and brighter and, you know, sexier per se because it is the draft and knowing that a lot of people are actually staying on the strip this time. So we're not as far removed as we were last time. So I'm very, I'm very interested to see how it all shakes out, but really hopeful that it's going to be fun and great and all of the things. Why gamble when you have a draft to watch for three days?
0: One thousand percent. And I think this brings up the the thing that we've we talk about a lot is that this is a business and this is this is people's jobs. And because I've heard people talk about that, like, oh, my gosh, all these draft ki- picks, these kids, they're in Vegas. So, like this is their job. This is their future. Right. But no one is messing up their job and their future and all of that to like you know, to do something dumb, Well, you would hope. So I think this is that good reminder that this is a business and the NFL is a business. It's fun and we love football and we love watching games, but these are these people's jobs. And it's like, even with right. the players, it's like, we go back to I not, I don't want this to make this like a preachy podcast, but we go back to, we talk a lot about players. Um, it's kind of something, you know, Baker Mayfield said last week and he's not really my favorite, but he did say something about what if I went to your cubicle and like, booed you he had more colorful Mm -hmm. language but like just booed you all the time and it's something to remember like this is their job this is their business um but enough about that that was serious and preachy and nobody wants that today so no but it was
1: very valid You, you we got it out we got it out early understanding that vegas will present its own set of unique challenges and circumstances but it'll make it even more fun when it's a huge success
0: it will. And so let's talk just about the draft generally and how it's really evolved over the years. I mean, now it is, mm-hmm. it's is—it's an event. It's like the Super Bowl. I mean, it really is. It's an event. There's a red carpet. The fashion has become like a whole thing in itself. And it's been kind of fun to watch. But really, nobody does it like the NFL. I mean, there's the reality. The NFL puts on a party and an event like nobody else. And that is evident in the draft. So let's talk a little draft red carpet fashion. Ooh. You- have you any favorite looks? I loved Trey Lance's look last year. Um, I really I enjoyed his like whole tuxedo thing. But have you any had favorite looks over the last few years? Or And have you had any massive fashion faux pas that come to mind?
1: Oh, oh my gosh. This is such a, this is such a good question. I'm trying to think who like really, really impressed me last year. Trey Lance looked incredible. I think that was actually probably my favorite from day one. Um, I'll actually be hosting the red carpet for day one in Vegas, which will be really, really fun. So I'm like, I I need to make sure I don't have a fashion faux pas, but I think, you know, I I don't know if you can fully do a fashion faux pas. I I think we're going to see some out there Kind of fashion. Um, I mm-hmm. talked to a few guys at the combine and had asked, like, "All right, you already got, you know, your draft outfit ready, ready to go." And a lot of guys were like, "Oh yeah, been working with a designer. You know, Ooh, my I agent like connected me to somebody. Like, we're really going to do it big." But I'm trying to think of like any bold predictions of who's going to bring it this year. I want to say Sauce. Sauce Gardener, Amon Sauce Gardener is going to be fully dripped out if I was to make a, a prediction. Even at combine, he had like his sauce chain on. You know, mm-hmm. he had his grill. He was, he was very fly. He looked great. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to be one that'll kind of stunt a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I'm trying to think what other prospects I met this year who kind of could bring the little judge fas- fashion-wise. I really I don't like know, Maybe like judge. zhuzh. Dr- Judge, I mean, judge is a great word. Oh, okay. Maybe like Drake London, right? Like USC guy, LA has such good fashion. Mm-hmm. I could see like a very buttoned up suit, but like a little chic. I don't know. This is going to be fun. Like if you were to pop out at any draft, wouldn't it be Vegas? Uh, like it kind of sure. just naturally lends itself. I'm like, will we see rhinestones? Will we see diamonds? Will we see sequins? Who knows? All of it, I'm sure.
0: I will clap for anybody who has sequins because i i love sequins also i kind of feel like drake london sounds like a great name for a fashion brand so i'm just throwing that out there for his brand generally he should have a fashion band it should be called drake london because that's just a great fashion brand name so drake if you're listening i just want to tell you you are welcome and i'm gonna give you that for free there we go i also want to
1: say like It's so funny because, you know, Sauce Gardner, who I've gotten to know and and interviewed at the Combine and think he's such an incredible athlete, but also just incredible, you know, human being and kind of Mm -hmm. really has this fun personality. Um, I'm excited to see some of the guys who are a little bit more subdued and see what they're going to do. Like, will Aiden Hutchinson pop out in like a red velvet tux? You never know. Probably not his brand. I know I said that just for your Michigan heart. And because good chance he could be the first overall pick. But... You You never know. This is so good. Um, But I think that would be fun to see a guy who you would totally not expect just absolutely Mm -hmm. come and bring it. I'm secretly maybe rooting for that.
0: I am rooting now for Aiden Hutchinson to be in sequence.
1: Okay. Let's make it happen.
0: So happy. So if you're listening, Aiden.
1: Just Two days away know. from the draft, Aiden. If you have time to yeah, pivot,
0: time, then make sure to get those <laughs> sequins going. And I think it's worth mentioning that Aiden Hutchin may not have won the Heisman, but he is the Heisman trophy of my heart. So Oh,
1: there we go. There. We got we got the plug-in. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're you're welcome, Aiden. Okay, so you're hosting the red carpet. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is that experience like and how is it different? Like, how do you prep for hosting a red carpet? Other than obviously you do a lot of amazing things, but I feel like it's such like a different thing. Is there prep for it or is that like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing?
1: Honestly, it's like we just roll with the punches as we go. I think the really fun thing is that these guys' dreams are about to come true in a few Mm -hmm. hours. And that's Mm -hmm. a really exciting moment. And for me, you know, draft is actually, I think my favorite event that we do – at the NFL. Um, Combine's really, really special because you get to see up close and personal and kind of meet these guys. And at the Combine for all three days, I just interviewed all the guys, not from an X and O perspective, but like, what's your personality? Let's play dumb games. Like, Tell me these things. Let's talk about your experience here. Because I think we so hone in on their physical abilities without understanding who they are as people. And Mm -hmm. I love football. That's obviously why I work for the NFL, but I love the people even more than the game. And that's why I root for so many athletes. So I think it'll be this really fun kind of full circle moment that I saw these guys at the combine when they were all very eager, all very nervous, you know, you're on the world stage per se, you know, on the field, having strenuous days of not only, you know, physical agility tested, but meeting with all these teams, doing all these mental tests, doing all these things. It's very stressful. And now your dreams are actualized. Like you're walking the red mm-hmm. carpet. You're, you're in Vegas, you're on the Bellagio fountain. You're literally in it, which is going to be insane. That's where the red mm-hmm. carpet's going to be hosted. Um, so I'm excited because I think it's just going to be them really happy and really excited. And I don't want to over prep because I just want to absorb their excitement in the moment and really lend my voice to amplifying them um, and something that, you know, they've worked so hard for and probably dreamed of ever since they were little.
0: And that's a really, it's a really good tidbit. This is not the Get My Job podcast, but that's a generally good tidbit. Tidbit. We talk a lot about like preparation and being ready, but sometimes you can't over prep and you don't want to miss those moments where you're so focused on what you thought you were going to say that you missed something that's that's right in front of you.
1: Right. Exactly. So I'm excited. And I think it'll be really fun. This will be my first time hosting the actual red carpet. Um, So I'm excited. So it's kind of like I'm going to be learning as the guys are learning and navigating media for the first time. I'm like, I'm learning too, guys. Let's do this together. Um, But regardless, it's going to be really special. And You know, I'm just excited to see their faces and also the faces of their family members and the people who will be walking the red carpet with them because, you know, so many of these guys, this is not just a solo journey. There's been so many coaches and family members and friends who have rooted for them along the way and really made sure that they were set up to succeed Um, and seeing all that come together. That's why I think it's my favorite event, because it's this wholesome, incredible moment of knowing that this is the future of the NFL and we get to see that happen right before our eyes.
0: Can you give us a preview of what you're going to be wearing?
1: Oh, girl. I mean, (laughs) I don't want to say I'm going to bring it, but I'm definitely going to bring it. Are there there sequins and feathers? Absolutely. (gasps) I actually, I have the outfit. I have two outfits and I kind of need to pick between which one I'm going to go with. Um, One is green, which sounds wild, but it's really fun. Um, And the other is black and silver, but all like rhinestones, not rhinestones, I guess, kind of sequin and feather and mesh and bodysuit, but long skirt with a slit. It's really fun. I need to actually, I'm waiting for it to arrive. I think it arrives to my house today, which is very convenient because I fly to draft tomorrow. So as long as that arrives, I will be wearing that. But otherwise, we'll pivot and do something great. Um, but red carpet, I think that's the look for for day two. And then I'm staying and hosting the next two days of the draft. So I'll be there for all three days. So every day is like a different outfit pivot. So like day one will you know be very Vegas red carpet. Day mm-hmm. two, kind of sticking with that Vegas theme. Um, you know, a little, a little shimmer, a little, I think jumpsuit action that day. And then day three, that's our long day where it's kind of all day long and it starts really early and ends in, you know, kind of mid afternoon. So that one's going to be a little bit more like Vegas day party, bright color, comfy, cozy, chic.
0: Love this journey. And it's, I'm glad you brought up day three. Uh, Mike Golick and I talked about this, Mike Golick Jr. and I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the pod day three draft is a mood and actually I was saying like in life there are days where I'm like I'm feeling day three draft today you guys don't (laughs) mess with me because you're you're, it's like punchy and for those of us that cover it like it's fast and for for us like the picks come so fast and it's like yeah conference call pick conference call and you're trying to write in the middle it it is like a, a thing so I love the idea of like the cozy chic but I just think day three draft for those of you that aren't Super familiar for those of you that go about your business on day three of the draft and maybe check Twitter every once in a while. Just know for those of us working, it's it's a thing. And day three draft mood is like a real, it's a real thing.
1: I think we need to get like t-shirts made. Hashtag day three draft mood. Because it's true. It's a marathon. Like it is an absolute sprint of a day. And, you know, day one and day two, things are kind of uh, broken up and it's way more Mm. of a elaborate production where there's, you know, like a video package that we take for every single guy who's selected. Whereas day Mm -hmm. three, it's like we are on the clock at all (laughs) times. And it's fun for me because my, you know, job during it is to entertain the crowd on site. And that's really fun because you just get to interact with everybody. And, you know, the fans who come out on day three and are with us all day long are like the mega super fans who Mm -hmm. love every single guy who's taken in the draft um, for whatever team they're rooting for. And it's just this really, really, really fun long day party that ends in a concert and is genuinely probably my favorite day of the draft because it's it's. It all comes to life and it puts a beautiful bow on this insane, you know, prep period that we've had with combine and pro days mm-hmm. and then the draft.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm just thinking about day three and just it's, ah. Um, so before, before we move into, I, I have like a really ridiculous question for you, but before we get there, I just want you to run down again for everybody who, everything you're going to be doing during the draft. I just don't want anybody to miss it. We know hosting the red carpet, but if you could just kind of run us through your activities because we don't want to miss you.
1: Yay, you're so sweet. Yeah. If you guys are on site in Vegas, come down and hang out and party with us. So day one, um, night one, I should say, will be on the red carpet, which is actually in the Bellagio fountains. So we're building out the set, uh, on top of the fountain. So it'll be really, really cool. cool. So it'll be red carpet hanging with all the prospects and the draftees right there. And then day two, I will be on the main stage, um, myself and Colleen Wolf. We will be holding it down, girl power all day long, all Real night long theme. for day two. I Know, right? I'm like, this is the best. Um, oh. A fun fact Colleen has a nickname. She was called Connie Fox in high school. So people sometimes call her Connie. And a new alter ego for me is Lonnie. And we made this up when we were at Combine. It was myself and Stacy Dales and Colleen Wolf. We were at an NFL network dinner. And for some reason, Um, when Stacey Dales went to save my name in her phone, it auto-corrected Kimmy to Lonnie and we died laughing and we're like, Lonnie kind of works. I'm like, honestly, I love Lonnie. So Colleen and I joke, That day two will be the Connie and Lonnie show. So we'll be on the main draft stage entertaining all day long. And then day three, it'll be myself and Scott Hansen, the incredible Scott Hansen, running through day three of trivia and dance parties and dance battles and performances and interviews. Um, So it'll be really, really, really fun. So three full days of action. If you're going to be in Las Vegas, come down to the main stage on day two and day three or come wave at the red carpet on night one and, and say hi.
0: Love it. Oh, it's going to be so fun. All right. So now we're going to get to the ridiculous. I mean, I know we've talked about sequins and rhinestones and all of the things, but we're now really going to have be the ridiculous because the draft has not happened. The season, there has not been an OTA. There has not been a mini camp. There's not been a training camp, but I would be remiss if I did not ask you. Who do you think has the biggest effect on fantasy
1: points? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. The most ridiculous question that I actually love. And anybody who plays fantasy football and you're a psycho like I am, you're probably already researching all of this. So very valid. Um, You know, this year, I think it's going to be really, really, really interesting because – You know, last year's draft was kind of coined the draft Mm -hmm. where there was the potential to have the most quarterbacks ever taken in the first round. And last year was such a quarterback heavy and dominant draft. That was really, really exciting. This year, I too think that quarterbacks are going to have a huge implication on the draft. And I think a lot more are going to be taken in the first and second round than maybe most people think. But then I think those are going to have more fantasy implications than anyone would realize. Because if you look across the NFL, we know that more teams than ever have needed to make changes at the quarterback position or mm-hmm. are going to make changes at the quarterback position, right? We've already seen rumblings of teams going to trade up in the first round to make sure that they can get their guy, you know, a team mm-hmm. potentially like the new Orleans saints or the Panthers. Right. So mm-hmm. I think dependent on if a rookie quarterback goes to a team that is in desperate need for a quarterback in starts, that could mean major implications for some of those skills players and some other guys um, knowing, let's just say the saints, for example, Right. Okay. Knowing that the Saints are in need for a quarterback, but they're still, you know, committed to Jameis Winston and still have him on the roster. If a guy like Malik Willis, for example, was to get drafted by the Saints and say he was to beat out, you know, Jameis to get that starting spot or to start at some point during the season, you have to Mm -hmm. think to yourself, what does that mean for an Alvin Kamara, who's an incredible dominant running back? but is also known as an incredible pass catcher and stepping up last season when Michael Thomas was injured. Oh wait, we get Michael Thomas back this year and he's mm-hmm. fully healthy. Is he going to be catching passes from a rookie quarterback? I think some of those pieces will inherently affect where fantasy standings are, like where you draft a Michael Thomas or where you draft an Alvin Kamara, depending on where that quarterback is. But then looking at you know some of the skills players that'll get drafted this year, I think guys who you know potentially go to a team like the Kansas City Chiefs that Tyree Hill got traded, he's now a part of the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. We know that Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, right? He's mm-hmm. on pace to break all the records that he's already broken himself. Yeah. Tyree <laughs> Hill was incredible in fantasy football, as was Travis Kelsey, because they had Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. If the Chiefs go out and get an incredible wideout, uh, maybe a guy like Jamison Williams, for example, Jamison Williams' stock already exponentially rises in fantasy fantasy football. So I think that'll be interesting to see what pass catchers go to which teams and knowing, you know, what high powered offenses they could potentially be joining. And then I'm trying to think what else, maybe a little running back. I feel like we don't have as much, kind of hype around running backs um, in this, in this draft class, but I still think some incredible ones are out there. Um, you know, the running back from Iowa state, Brees Hall is incredible. And I think he's the guy who, you know, is a potential first rounder who a lot of people see will, will be taken off the boards as, you know, probably the first running back and, um, and whatever team he joins, if they're in a desperate need, obviously, because they're going to draft him in the first round, and that would make sense to plug him in. But I think this is a very, interesting draft where there's a lot more question marks than there are answers at this point and a lot of people are really curious to see how it's going to shake out and you know once the draft actually happens we'll have a, a little bit of a better picture but i think the quarterbacks are going to be really really interesting knowing that you know those guys could have major implications on other fantasy stars and then seeing you know where who the chiefs land cuz i think that's going to be a hot name that people are just going to overdraft because we're mm-hmm. crazy and and root for the chiefs and root for patrick mahomes and then see what the running back situation is so I don't know, I feel like I gave very vague answers but maybe not. I don't know. It's a it's a very valid but early question, but hopefully that shined a little light on my process and thoughts behind it.
0: Well, well it did and actually it this is something I talked to with uh, Mike Cole Jr. he's getting a lot of airtime today. Uh, a couple weeks ago about as well, but it's kind of the first time in a while where the first 10 picks aren't totally set like I think the last right. several years like we knew who was going one two three it's very different this year and so mm-hmm. I think what you just said is very true kind of generally of the draft and I think a little bit of the league going into 2022 because you mentioned Tyreek Hill will he be the same match with Tua as he was with Patrick Mahomes that's right interesting to see there are a lot of teams that historically maybe have not been great that have made some kind of interesting offseason moves are those going to literally and figuratively pay off so I think what you just said is really indicative of kind of this draft and of where the league is and that's what I think makes it so exciting and again it makes Vegas the perfect place for this year's draft
1: every team is going to be taking a gamble at some point on somebody boom, um, boom. there we go there's the corny My line job. baby we did boom. it Um, no, I'm just so excited. I think it's going to be such a cool draft, such an unexpected draft. And I think a lot of tricky moves are going to be happening between teams. And that's the stuff that like gets my head spinning because how these GMs do it and how they keep all of this within cap space. And, you know, I, it's, it's absolutely beyond to me. And if the off season, um, and free agency was not an indicator of how wild this year is then I don't know what is. And if that was wild, I think the draft could even potentially be more crazy.
0: I agree with you a hundred percent. So with that, Kimmy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Right before you head on to Vegas, baby, have the best time. We will be watching you. Obviously. Paying very close attention. Um, We will tag you, but tell everybody where to find you over these next couple of days. Yes. Yes. You guys find
1: me. All my social is the same. It's at Kimmychex, K-I-M-M-I-C-H-E-X. And again, tweet me, call me, beat me, possible me if you're in Las Vegas and want to say hi uh, later this week as we get on site on Thursday. And also, have fun in Santa Clarita. I'm going to FaceTime you just to like, and Santa Santa Clara, Clara, excuse me. And I knew that Santa Clara. Oh, I had like so Santa nice, Clarita, yeah. the the vampire Santa Clarita diet or whatever. I started that yes. show. Very weird, by the way. Um, so now I have it in my head. So Santa Clara, I'm going to Facetime you just to get like the oh. inside scoop from like what's happening in 49ers world.
0: Definitely, definitely Facetime me. And they don't have they don't have a first round pick. So on Thursday, I'm in this like weird. Obviously, I'll be there
1: just being right. Like, hey, uh, what? what's going on?
0: I welcome any and all FaceTimes because I'll be like, hey, what's up? Let's all right, a FaceTime,
1: fr- a FaceTime from the red carpet is absolutely happening. Maybe with Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know.
0: I mean, I might die, but I'd be so excited. <laughs> well, I know you can't promise that, but just know that now the idea of it is very exciting. Go Blue. And thank you for joining the Tracy Taylor Show. And just the thought of that has kind of made my day. So thank you Perfect. very much. Uh, if you guys like what you heard, and I know that you did because this was super fun, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, which makes a lot of sense for this week's draft. And with that, I'll talk to everybody later. Bye, all. Bye. If you guys enjoyed that episode, and I know that you did, please make sure to leave us a five star review and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, and I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all.